What's up, y'all? It's Lee. I'm Jordan. And this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. Join us weekly to learn how to mind your business. Or at the very least, be able to tell people how to mind theirs, honey. Drop the beat. (laughs) Mind it, (laughs) hope. All right, let go. Welcome to the Mind Your Business Podcast. What episode are we on? How you doing? 17? Yeah. It's 17? Yeah. I think so. Uh-huh. Yay. Back when I was 17, I used to listen to uh, Betty Wright. Tonight is the night that you make me a woman. Yeah. That's when I was 17. Y'all, were, y'all wasn't ready for that. Y'all, I've never heard pro- that song. What? You know what? I just don't have the energy today. Okay. Okay. We're going to play it after this. I'm going to play it for you. Okay. You said you'd be gentle with me. And I hope you will. Sounds like some freak type stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. It was a thing. It was a thing. Oh, y'all. I apologize if today I sound stuffy because I am. Because these allergies are just beating me up. And no matter how much allergy medicine I take, it don't work. Well, it worked for a little bit. It don't work when I need it to work. I'm not apologizing for how I sound because I'm standing in my own truth. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Yeah. Boom. You get what you get. If you with me, if you in my tribe, you support me regardless. Boom. Mm-hmm. No apologies for taking up space. I just do it. Okay, I got it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we are on week 17. Y'all, I feel like at this point, we, it's, a, it's a, we climbing up a mountain. It's just that time of year. Well, I can't say for everybody, but for me, it's just that time of year. I don't know what's going on. So let's start with your week since I don't know what's going on. Okay. I don't, so I don't think I've had a bad week. I think my week has been decent. Nothing major has happened. Um, I still continue to be in the same place at the same time doing the same thing. I think there are some things that I'm a little bit more excited about. I plan on taking as many trips as I can during the summer. And so right now I got two trips going and I'm excited about it. Um, and so that gives me something to look forward to, kind of like a goal. Yeah. Um, I really sat down and thought about what I want to do as far as next steps. And so um really going to try to focus on getting my supervision hours out of the way so I can... You know, move to the next step career-wise. And um, trying to figure out what's my next journey with my self-exploration. Like, so it's always something that inspires me. Um, And so, you know, I'm like, okay, so what it's going to be? Is it going to be a doctorate program? Is it going to be a nurse practitioner program? Like, what what do I want to do on that front? Um, Yeah, and so for the most part, I'm just kind of here looking. Trying to blossom where I am. Um, 
and, you know, gain weight. Get heavy on these boys. Put my foot on somebody's neck. Rain down on them like hellfire. Let them know it's a hot boy summer and I ain't playing. Boom. Oh, and I did listen. (laughs) (laughs) I did listen to the DJ Khaled uh, City, y'all. They got a few of them. Just a few. They just be gent. Well, yeah, some of the. uh, I'm not a. it was weird to me. You know, so that but they're awesome ones that mm-hmm. I'm there for. And, you know, so, and they had a little positive vibe, a little upbeat thing going on. And so I really liked that. I really liked the one with Jay-Z. And I loved the one with her. And the yeah. one with Megan Thee Stallion was pretty decent. But I was trying to kind of wrap myself around the guitar. Uh, yeah. It was a little, it's, it was a little dark. And, you know, at this time in life, my most of the music that I'm listening to is a little bit more upbeat poppier tune ish and so i'm here for what was said on it i don't know how i feel about you know the guitar riffs or what i but you know i appreciated having some new music out there yeah um but one thing i guess one thing that did come up within like the past few days um is body image so if y'all don't know me um I am one of I am pretty big on you know working out uh looking good because at one point I was really small like really small um and I was really insecure about it um I remember people was always asking why are you so skinny you don't eat and I was like no I eat probably more than you and your mama combined uh-huh. but I just don't gain weight um and so finally, now that I've been able to gain weight, I'm really happy about it. But I'm like, you got to gain the right weight. You can't gain it in the wrong places. You can't look too thick. Um, and then when I start to lose weight, I'm like, oh, my God, am I going to go back to the small Jordan? Are people going to think I'm sick? And what's wrong with him? And why he's so skinny? Um, and so I seen Will Smith and uh, posted uh, kind of like a selfie. And, you know, it's you got got a little hang yeah you got a little hang time going on uh as some of the inmates would say you know something's in the front you know <laughs> uh they they probably would holler that a little bit um and so but what uh, i appreciate <laughs> why did you have to say that what? that's gonna stay with me till tomorrow come on but um i appreciated the post because it's kind of like a Will Smith's spirit is always, you get what you get with yeah, him. He's very, very genuine. So. He's very upfront, honest. This is this is who I am. And so with that photo, how he was just embracing all his curves, even though, he, you know, he's going to work to change that, we know. Yeah. Um, but he was just like, it is what it is. I'm here. This is me embracing me. You know, get with it. It meant a lot because I'm going to be on somebody's beach. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's okay if they get a little pudge or a little wrinkle or a lot of wrinkle and a little wrinkle and a lot of pudge. You know, that's me. That's what you get. And so just being kind of reminded that in a positive way meant a lot. And so then I looked up on um, Lizzo's. So Lizzo is having a new collaboration with, I want to say Dove Beauty. Um, where they they're doing kind of selfie talks, and so she, she did a post. She was in the nude, 
Um, and she talked about how, you know, you know, yeah, I'm all about glam and looking good and, and, and doing things and stuff like that and, and telling y'all about it, telling y'all when I'm in a good place. But I also want to be able to talk to the people that um, that kind of are around me about the times when I'm not in a good place. And she was like, so that's the importance of selfie talks. And, and you know, she brings up fat phobia a lot. Um, and so the article was talking about how she's kind of bringing light and awareness to that. And I'm just kind of here for her. And I guess she's also my person who's minding their business this week. Because, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it all goes along her and Will Smith. Because I am just here for people I need to see. Me personally, they're saying about nobody else. I need to see more people standing in their own light, being okay with however they look. Um Cause that encourages me to do the same and yeah so that came up for sure so i'm happy about that but i'm also working out yeah getting as fine as i can be you know well i feel like this is that time of year where mm. keep going oh yeah where they, just the body stick. positivity really starts to become a conversation and then it kind of fades out when it gets cold because of course it's mm-hmm. summertime it gets warm you start to you know, wear less clothing, more revealing clothing. And I think that's where people really have to face their body. You know, in the winter, you wear long sleeves. Maybe you don't see the stretch marks on somebody's arms. Yeah. Maybe the arms don't look as big. You want to wear uh, spaghetti straps and you don't feel comfortable. Skitty straps. Skitty straps. Nene do not like them skitty straps. Who? Nene. Lanethia Nick's Jr. Uh, mm. I don't, I'm not a spaghetti strap person either because I'm plus size and it <laughs> make me look mega. I'm more of a strap list. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want anything to break up my chest area, mm-hmm. put mm-hmm. any odd lines. That's me. I prefer have the back out, the chest out. I'm also a plus size person who does not like to wear a lot of clothes. I'm not going to be frumpy. For mm-hmm. nobody. Now, I'm all about looking good. And I don't want to look a mess. But, you know, hot girl summer. But I do feel like this conversation, we hear it more in the summertime, but it stays with us year round. Mm-hmm. And it is a tough conversation to have. And I think it's really tough when you have your own personal battles. And then people are like, but you're fine. Or... When you are fine and people tell you that you need to change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's the one thing if I'm like, well, everybody calling me fat and I feel like I'm fat. And not saying that that makes it any better. But at least but it's a cohesive <laughs> message. We on a cohesive <laughs> plane right now. But, you know, when we're talking, you know, I'm happy being, you know, I'm happy being thicker. I'm happy being smaller. And people are telling me I need to change. And, you know, I, I think that that's just a lot going. And I think that, you know, of course, the media has a big uh, role. And right now, big, thick, fine is what's in. And, you know, that's what I saw. Coy Ray, no more parties. Big, prr, oh, however, oh, okay. however you say okay. it. <laughs> um, she, you know, she's really small. Okay. She's very petite. And she was talking about how black people were talking about her body frame. She's like, well, this is my body. And I'm like, when I first, I was like, oh, yeah, she's small. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I see small people all the time. I see big people all the time. Like, that doesn't face me. So, I don't understand why people are so offended by other people's bodies. Like, what do you care? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, if they're 
happy and healthy or whatever, then great. But like people just people do, do you, too much. Do you think it's fat phobia runs deep? Is it rampant? Is it all over the place? Or do you think she just brings light to it? She gets a lot of attention, and so that's what media focuses on. So it makes it seem well. I mean, we don't really have too many plus size plus size stars not your size four right and the industry says you should be a size two but like when we're talking like your upper plus size you just don't have a lot and a lot of times when you do they're put into a certain category mm-hmm. adele was plus size for most of her career oh and, yeah and, and it she came just... up all the time yeah. but she also sang soulful music Ooh. Yes, she did. And so people, she wasn't up there dancing and doing all this. So people kind of gave it a pass because, mm-hmm. you know, she's sitting down singing at the concert. Um, the, I can't think of the little actress. She's not little. Um, the one from, she's in Bridesmaids. And I can't think, but she's a plus size actress. And she always plays the same kind of role. Really funny. Oh, I know. Who I can't think of about, her name. But I can, yeah. You know Melissa McCartney. Yeah, that's my girl. And I just think she's so adorable. I love every. I think she's she's, so adorable. Have you seen her? She's beautiful. Yeah, well, she yeah. She's she ain't out here playing. Yeah, she is beautiful. But people kind of you know she was playing really funny roles Mm -hmm. where she was the fat person that was built into the role, and so I feel like you know people kind of allow it because that's who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I think when you have somebody that's like Lizzo. And I have mixed feelings with Lizzo sometimes. Because sometimes it feels like you're just doing stuff to make people mad. Okay. And that's that's fair, too, if that's a what you want to do. A little bit of Nas X thing. I, I'm not going to say that. Sometimes I feel like it's maybe the industry pushing okay. in a way that she doesn't always want to be pushed. Mm-hmm. But because she's in the industry. But, you know, people act like like when she posts like little videos with her having a bathing suit on, they act like they are so offended. And I'm like, your mama fat. What you mean? You've been looking at your mama, your fat mama, your fat grandma, your fat auntie, and your fat girl that you having sex with on the side for the longest. Why are you so offended? Yeah. What about it makes you feel so entitled to say all of this? And I, like, literally a few weeks ago, I was at home with my mom, and we were watching Norbit. And Aww. that scene, I feel like I've said this before, but that scene... um, where Rasputia is like finna go down the slide uh-huh. and she has a whole little two piece. And I looked at her and I said, Mama, do you know if I seen Rasputia on the beach, I really wouldn't care? She was like, Yeah, me neither. And I was like, Is it cause we both kind of chunky? She was like, No, it's just cause we mind our business. Mm. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> mind your business. Mind podcast, business the podcast. But I was like, you know, that's just kinda how I feel. Yeah. And so I think that Fat phobia kind of has a place depending on the person. Mm-hmm. Because Lizzo gets a lot of pushback. Lizzo's also black and the other people I mentioned are white. Mm-hmm. And so weight is depicted differently in the races, in the cultures. And you know, it's just weird because like 200 years ago, being chunky was like a sign of wealth. Mm-hmm. That meant you were eating good. I guess maybe when Hollywood came around. And the around, hips were what? Childbearing? Yeah, the hips were childbearing. And, you know, it's just weird how stuff flips, spins around. Right. But I don't know. I guess because I just don't give too much into it. I know what I want to look like. And I know what I want for my body. And that's just kind of where I keep it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd be like, mix. <laughs> yeah. 
And a lot of times for me, it's like the challenge. It gives me a goal. It gives me something else to focus on other than all the other stuff yeah. that seems to be raining down around me. Because it'd be raining. Yeah. So, yeah, that was good. But, yeah. but other than that, that's all that really came up in my week. Cinco de Mayo tomorrow. It is. I'm trying to figure out if we're going to Glorious again. No. We're not going to Glorious. <laughs> My God. <laughs> We'd have been to Glorious 15 yeah. times in five weeks. Mm-mm. We're going to have to go somewhere else and have us a little drinky drink, but we're not going to Glorious. Okay. Cool with me. Your turn. How was it? Pull out the Corgi Notebook, y'all. How, tell us about your week, Miss Lee. <laughs> so, for my week, um, I had a pretty rough week. Wow, you never really said you had a rough week. I think once I reflect on the... Because, you know, sometimes when you're in the moment, things maybe don't feel as tough because you have, like, work and other duties and Mm -hmm. it just kind of gets absorbed into there. But I think once you've gone through it and it's been a couple of days and you reflect, you're like, yeah, I was kind of having a rough time. Mm -hmm. Um, Opens the Corgi Notebook. Mm The Carmine. As I sit here on this chair and I think, I really the only way I can sum this up is I'm just in a spirit of change. Like, I just have a lot of change going. And, you know, at one point it was just kind of one place in my life mm-hmm. and I could, I could isolate it. Now I'm not really able to isolate it because... I have change coming in all these different directions. And in some ways, they're intertwined. In some ways, they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in that spirit of change, I've gotten to a point of acceptance. Okay. And I acceptance sounds easy, but it's really not. Acceptance just means like I'm not pushing back on what's being said. But... I definitely still feel it. It doesn't stop it from hurting. It doesn't stop me from feeling it. And so I think, you know, I don't know. I've just been having a hard time because a lot of things, there's been some things lingering that I just haven't put action to. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm having, life is forcing me to put action. I didn't necessarily want to. Life Mm. is kind of forcing it. And I'm like, ooh, it don't feel very good, especially when you have a lot of things going on. Um, so I've been trying to just pour into myself. Yeah. And then I was feeling guilty about pouring into myself. Um, and so I'm just, I've been kind of all over the place. And by all over the place, that means laying in the bed, just looking at the wall like, baby. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a cancer. I'm a social person. I did my a lot of my joy and balance revolves around my relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. And so when a relationship is off, everything feels off yeah. for me. You know, like other things could be off, and I'd be like, mm, okay, like I don't care. But like when a relationship with somebody that I really care about, or like you know, a close friend, family, whomever, when something's off there, there's friction. I just don't. I just don't settle well, Mm -hmm. you know? So I've just been kind of like working through that and working through forgiving myself for some things. And it's just a journey. It's a journey. And I was just looking like I was looking. 
<laughs> through the journey. Yeah. In the cocoon. Because I told somebody it's a metamorphosis for me. Like it's yeah. a complete change. And I'm not even sure what it will all look like after everything is said and done. That's yeah. how many changes are happening. And that's how big the changes are. Like, if it was small changes, like hours at work or, like, you know, that's different. These are big changes that are happening. These are life-changing Yeah. And so, what will we look like, be like, feel like after all is said and done? I'm not even sure. Yeah. I'm not even sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're making it? You're alive? I mean, I'm always going to make it. That, that's, that's the thing. I'm always going to make it. I'm always going to be okay. But it's just, you know, I think when you anticipate things to go a certain way and they mm-hmm. don't, and it's a big flip, and I feel like I'm, I give a lot. Mm-hmm. I give a lot. And so I'm just kind of exhausted, too. Yeah. So it's like I don't even have the strength to be like, well, let me get up and go do this to take my mind off it because I'm tired. Yeah. I'm mentally and physically tired. And, you know, you just try to try to keep your head up and try to screw, screw through it. But it doesn't stop you from feeling your mm-hmm. emotions. Very so, true. yeah, that was kind of my week. Other than that. Is there an other than that? <laughs> Baby, Carmine doing all right. Oh, <laughs> look, that's the other than that. Carmine, all right. I find it funny that black people think their dogs are black. Yeah, because he is. What makes you feel that way? Because he's African American and he's black. <laughs> I mean, I feel like my dogs are black too, but I don't know why I feel that way other than I just do. My dad has a gift. Okay. Of guessing animal ethnicities. Okay. Why is this his gift? I don't know. <laughs> but like a year ago on Facebook, mm-hmm. all my Facebook friends was on there having posting pictures of their animals and having my daddy guess because my daddy wanted to have a conversation about Carmine being black. Okay. And he was like, he's clearly black. And I was like, okay. And he was like, you could see it. Like, look at him. So we all look at Carmine. <laughs> Carmine over there looking like a cabbage patch. Looking like he looked. And I, I, I didn't even have it in me to argue with him because I'm not going to argue about about this with you. But, yeah, my dog is black. Hmm. I'm black. So my dog, but you know, it's crazy because Carmine's other parent is white. Oh, and I so hadn't thought about that. Because I, I remember somebody was like, because I, I said something about black ass or something. And somebody was like, well, is he biracial? And I was like, no, I think he's just black. She don't really matter. She just brought him over there okay, to me. Okay. Okay. In the in the scheme of race, mm-hmm. my dog is black. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. I feel like my children are black. Yeah. Yeah. That's the it's feeling I get. But I seen the meme and I just laughed. I was just like, "That's funny," because you know you post a Carmine with Black Boy Joe, and I accepted. I was like, "True." Because I got that caption from you. You said mm-hmm. it one day, and I was yeah. like, "I'm gonna post it." Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to say Black Boy Joy on it. And that's exactly what I did. Because it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Who minding their business this Ooh, week honey. The NFL. Oh, okay. Because they had the draft, huh? They did have the draft sometime last week. Mm-hmm. I did not watch it because I do not care. 
Okay. I'm just not a I'm not a big sports person. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, they had a draft, cool. And so, what caught my eye about it though? Oh goodness gracious! Okay, I think I got it together. What caught my eye about it though was that there was talk in the forefront about mental health. Okay. And I think that that's very, very, very important because football is a bunch of men. Especially in that arena. Yeah, it's a bunch of men where I think sometimes when we talk about therapy and mental health, a lot of times it is a very Eurocentric, woman-based thing. True. Um, When, you know, we know that men get therapy. We know that men need therapy. But a lot of times it's women talking about it Mm -hmm. to other women. And women counselors, women counselors, uh, predominantly in the field of mental health, women mm-hmm. make up most of your uh, mental health professionals. And so um, I think it was really important for a male dominated industry that speaks to a male audience, not that they don't speak to females, but, you know, a, a majority male audience to talk about mental health, to say that it's OK. Your favorite players that you look up to are talking about mental health. And it's okay. And I remember somebody when I was reading the article said like, the only two emotions men are allowed to feel is anger and happiness and that's Mm -hmm. it. And I was like, yeah. Because when you get to feeling anything else, you're criticized. You're looked down upon. You're not as much of a man. You lose your masculinity. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's just very unhealthy. So I was happy that they were able to put a platform out there and get the conversation rolling, you know, and talking about it. Um, when I kind of like click through, I did not see as many male practitioners, mm-hmm. but I mean, we got to start. Somewhere. We'll take it. We got to start That's somewhere. They're going to come asking for us to be there soon. And we're going to be like, sure. And I, 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 blah, ooh, stuttering. Mm. I honestly think a lot of men kind of want a career in mental health mm-hmm. but i think even getting the career is looked at as quote-unquote feminine um i had a friend a couple of weeks ago ask me you know he's like i just kind of want to pick your brain i'm really thinking about getting into mental health and i was surprised not that he can't be into mental health but mm-hmm. i was like oh really mm-hmm. but i mean we're growing and we're maturing i mean we're 30 31 32 now you know the people that i like graduated with and so People change and people yeah. gain different interests and go through different life I understand circumstances. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I was like, wow, because, you know, this pretty swaggy individual. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, we need you. Somebody that looks relatable. Mm-hmm. Personality. Yeah. Personality. You look like me. You dress like me. You talk like me. Yeah. This might not be so bad. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. That was just that was that was a big thing. Okay, NFL. That's and, pretty dope. And I think their players need it because Lord knows every other week is something on the news about NFL players. Like I mean, I don't hear as much about other people. I hear other things about other sports, but like NFL. And I think with it being such a contact sport, yeah, and that those impacts, mm-hmm. that head impact. I read impact, an article on that. It's a thing. I think there mm-hmm. was a movie about it. That came it out was long ago. It was a movie. couple of years ago. But yeah, like. I mean, I would be interested to see how many people truly have, like, brain damage. Yeah. You know? So, I thought that that was really cool. I, w- I was really proud. And I'm going to go apply for a job with the NFL. Okay. <laughs> Little do y'all know. 
I'm gonna be like, oh, I got hired by the Saints. Yeah, that's dope. I'm gonna be like, well, I'll be out there to visit, friend. No, I'm gonna be like, I got a uh, another spot, friend. Come on, let's go. <laughs> be like, I guess I can commute. <laughs> I already commute anyway. Anyway, it ain't too they far. They flying us yeah. out. Sounds good to me. <laughs> so yeah, that I think the NFL was definitely minding their business, and their business being their audience and who supports them. So. And with the years, uh, the past couple of years that the NFL has had, especially with their peculiar stance in, you know, racism Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing, um, I think that they're trying to redeem themselves as well. And so, I'm like, I can't be mad about mental health. Yeah. Keep going. It's a step in the right direction. Okay. What's going on in these streets? You know, I don't know. Is it a quieter week this week? Let anyway? me see. Is it a what? Is it a quieter week? Um, yeah, I think it was kind of a quieter week. Um, hold on, because I did take some screenshots. I didn't have time to write them in the corgi notebook. Uh huh. Um, recent. Yeah, I be screenshotting some some weird stuff. Okay, so ooh, <coughs> ooh. What? Ooh. Okay. I have to do all Ooh. that. No, I didn't do it right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner says trans girls who were born biologically as boys should not compete. Blah, should not compete in all female sports in school. And people was mad about it. Specifically, Pre- oh honey, specifically, uh, people who are the pro LGBT, pro trans. And I, I consider myself pro-LGBT, pro-trans, pro-whatever. But I agree. I don't think if you were... Because there is still a biological difference. And when you're talking sports, where we're putting people of similar caliber, biological frames, I think that you compete with... What you were born as. Yeah, okay. So, it has me always... I go to this... And you're trying to make it deep. It goes to the idea of equality versus equity. Uh-huh. And, you know, I understand in theory that, yeah, we want to be able to play the same sports with the same people that male and females get to, to play with. I get that in, in theory, mm-hmm. but... I think that's the truth is biologically speaking, there's a difference. There's a difference in hormones. There's a difference in strength. Yeah. There's a difference in, um, in competing capabilities. Right. Um, and potential. And so I think I do get what he was saying. I think it is a hard pill to swallow. I think it may be something to work for in the future. Maybe, but I think we have to be honest and say there are some differences there. If that's yeah. not the case, then we can allow women to be in the regular NFL. See how it goes. Exactly. And we then, don't have to have a WNBA. We can just have one NBA and see how the teams fare. And I think, I mean, I ain't never seen it, but I'm going to say, you know, for sure that the team, the the female teams are just not going to be able to hold as much weight as the male teams. 
Because of genetic differences. Yeah. And you know, I was when I was kind of reading through the comments and stuff, I was thinking because I have an ex who played football mm-hmm. in high school and she was the only female that I knew that played football. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Um, well, that played football for a high school. Okay. You know, um, and I remember one time we was talking and she was saying how, I don't know if, if it was somebody on her team or if it was another team in the middle of a game, but got like, because she was female. So it must've been somebody else on another team found out that she was female Mm -hmm. and hit her with all his strength. And she was like. That did it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, like, damn near knocked me out. Mm-hmm. And I, and this is not no small girl. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not no small girl. She's a very tough girl. Like, I, I mean, football is life for her. Yeah. But she was like, hell no. And I was like, yeah. So I would imagine that if, say, you know, somebody comes out and they're like, I'm going to play football. And your girl and this man comes and runs over you. And these are big men. Like if they're playing in the NFL, yeah, they're they're, they're big. Yeah, these are some big guys. Because every female, I mean, and to be fair, yes, you have big females. You know that play against other females in contact sports and can knock somebody out. Yeah, but you know, all is fair in love and war. But we're not talking distinct biological differences mm-hmm. um i also remember her saying that one time they were at practice and i don't know what you call it but you know how you do the thing where you have the football between underneath your legs mm-hmm. passing it backwards mm-hmm. snapping snap. mm-hmm. so she snapped the football and she said the coach lost it because that required a man or a boy whatever to put his hands right there uh. anything could go wrong in that moment you think so? Yes, I do think so because I've been in the club and people have done it. And we we in the club, like, we not even playing football. Mm. And people, like, you know, cocked them a little feel, whatever. And he was like, no, because apparently the thing was she was never supposed to snap the ball. Mm-hmm. Because it eliminates that issue. Okay. Not granted, because, you know, we always have to be devil's advocate. Because that's her teammates. Somebody else could do that to, a male could do that to another male and it's still considered, if yeah. it's inappropriate, it's still considered sexual Harassment, but I guess you don't have to explain as much. <laughs> you know, going that yeah. route, you don't have to explain as much. But yeah, I said that he flipped out. And so, you know, then I kind of wonder, you know, like when we're talking wrestling matches and stuff like that, if somebody yeah. deems, well, you know, I felt something. It rubbed on me. It Whether it be a titty or, or a penis. I don't yeah. know. Just whichever. Them boobs is dangerous. They be dangling. You know, I just wonder how that would go because I tend to find that no matter what, there's always issues that arise. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like now I could say the argument was I was born biologically male, so I'm gonna play on the male team, but they don't want me to look like a female. I could see that being like, okay, mm-hmm. that ain't got nothing to do with you, and it ain't got nothing to do with the sport. It's but the I biological. think when we're talking homogeneous mixture, right? But I think when we're talking sports, I do think you know. You should play with what you were born with. Yeah. And because there's also a use of steroids if you're transitioning. 
And what you allow for one, you have to allow for the and other. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, what you allow for one, you have to allow for the other. And so then, you know, people started talking about, well, let's strip Caitlyn, formerly known as Bruce, of her medals because you felt like you were a woman, but you won male medals, but he could, he was a biological male who competed in male sports. Mm-hmm. Regardless of how he felt, mm-hmm. he competed in biological male sports as a biological male. So, now nah, he going to keep all his monies in his Wheaties box. Yeah. But I just thought that that was interesting because this is coming from a transgender person. And this is something I actually see a lot on, you know, just, and I'm not transgender. So this is me speaking from the outside. Um, and I don't have a lot of transgender friends. I have one. Um, like where the fair line mm-hmm. draws. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I just don't feel like some stuff is fair. And it's not me going against your rights. Other people have rights as well. Yeah. Now, I do think a separate league would be great. And that could also be a thing. If you wanted to do an intersex league, co-ed you know, league, I think I think part of <laughs> wanting to be a part of the NFL and part of the NBA is the, the notoriety, the nationality, the, the fame, the financial gain that you get with it because it is so popular. Um and unfortunately, it's a male-dominated yeah. sport, and that's how it started. And so there'll always be us running or trying to that catch up to right, catch up to that. But um, I do think another league would be good. Yeah, I mean, and I am a firm believer in if you don't have a place at a table, create your own table. I mean, it's now it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not always easy as it sounds, but you know, instead of begging to be a part of someone else's table and they don't want you there, if you feel like you're not allowed to be there, create your own table. Yeah. Create your own audience. I mean, you know, see see how that works out. Yeah. I don't know. So Okay. And I mean, to be fair, playing a women's sports ain't as lucrative. So I mean if you were born biologically male, it's more lucrative to play. Mm-hmm. Because I remember I have a friend that works for the W or worked for the w, WNBA as a trainer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was like, oh, I think you'd be cute with this person. I think you'd be cute with this person. I'm like, yeah, let me look up. Now, I'm not saying I was in it for the money. But. But I just, you know. <laughs> but them dreams, them dreams crashed. But yeah. I, I Googled them hoop dreams and I was like, $36,000. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, man. I was like, now, not everybody makes that, but like the highest paid compared to the male highest paid. Oh, yeah. Mm, compared sad. to some of the men lowest paids. I was like, gracious, God. I mean, give him my number, but God, Lee. No. <laughs> this was back in the day, though. I like that was the part time. Uh uh-uh, uh, she was full time. She was out okay. there. So, yeah, so I just thought that that little was interesting. Let me see what I, else I um, So, I seen an interesting article. So, you know, we talked about Demi Lovato last week. We did. And so, the um, there was an article that said the untold truth about Demi Lovato's mother. Yes, I read it and, this morning. Um, so, I think that's interesting. And I'm not going to talk specifically on her mom or what happened there. Right. But I do think that when we're discussing these people, when we're discussing their behavior, their 
um, some of the uh, things, the personality traits or how they are, how they're raised. Um, it's connected yeah. to family. Yeah. Family um, yeah. and origin family really dictates quite a bit of our developing personality. Mm-hmm. And very early on. Um, and I think, you know, we, we try our best to overcome some things, learn some things, grow. We do shift and change and learn better and hold ourselves accountable to do better with some things. But some things like mental health, it's mm. family. It's it's genetic driven. Yeah. Um, and so I just found it interesting that the, the article picked up on that because, you know, Demi Lovato has a lot of issues. A lot. Um, and... Sometimes you can look at the pen and be like, okay, I see that. Yeah. I see I see where this started. I see kind of the attachment issues and where that started or the, the need to seek approval or how, you know, food would make me feel better or, or my weight would make me feel better because my mom said I didn't look good at this weight and she didn't love me if I was this. You know, right. it all starts there. And so I just thought that was interesting for sure. Well, yeah, I think... People, in one respect, I do think that people give their family of origin a lot Mm -hmm. of credit. And then I think in other ways, um, they don't. And I think it's because people really don't understand how your environment and the way that it interacts with you from the time you come into this world definitely shapes who we are. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's not to say that two people can't come from the same environment and be totally different yeah but you have to wonder what was the difference because i mean two siblings maybe yeah parents were abusive whatever whatever but maybe one took the the brunt of the abuse mm-hmm. and you tend to find that a lot yeah in, in, there is uh, a with protector siblings. The, the usually it's the older mm-hmm. protects the younger um and you know you start to see more troubling signs or it takes longer for that sibling to get over things. We may have all had a little struggle, but this one seems to struggle the most. And it's like, well, we all went through the same thing. No, we did not. And our understanding of what we went through was not the same. Exactly. Me and Jordan could sit here and watch a commercial in the same posture, same lighting, same room, same everything. And it affects us differently. Mm-hmm. We perceive it differently. Um, we have different experiences. Uh, and so your family of origin definitely, definitely plays a big role in um, in just how you grow up and your behaviors. And I think, too, because family is really important to most people. Mm-hmm. And so it takes a lot of us a long time value. to be like, you know what, this ain't healthy and I have to... I have to cut it off Mm -hmm. because it's family and you feel guilty and that's your blood. But look, dysfunction is dysfunction. You know, if you can try to work it out, great. But if you can't, great as well. Let it go. That's cool too. So yeah, because Demi does have a lot of issues. And when I was reading the article that you sent me, I was like, oh, knock your teeth out. Oh, okay. So... And like, just hearing that, you can you imagine someone that births you, feeds you, clothes you, gives you everything that you need to live, and also is your emotional support, gives you everything emotionally, but then will turn around and knock your teeth out. 
It's weird. Will strike you so hard. Because, I mean. Yeah, that's a hard hit. Like, teeth just ain't coming out unless something going on there. God bless it. You know, um, and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but teeth ain't just coming out that easy. Yeah. So, for somebody to hit you that hard that it knocks multiple teeth out. Ooh-wee. I can't. I, honestly, I can't even imagine being hit that hard. I can't imagine the pain I would feel if I lost my teeth. Because you know that was in the, in the front. Like, you know that was. Those right. teeth come out easier. Ooh. I just can't imagine. I, and I don't want to. But, so. yeah. But I did. I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that was interesting that that article uh, highlighted that. And hopefully, you know, we can start talking about that more in, you know... The public news. And I wonder was that going on while her mom was pregnant with her? Because when I was reading, that was her father. Because mm-hmm. I know she has a little sister who does whatever. And they have different dads. Because if I'm not mistaken, I believe Demi Lovato's dad has passed away. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder, was he doing these things while she was pregnant with you? Because this is also a thing. Yeah. I, uh, I Development was, starts. At... Really? When you're conceived? <laughs> At blue. <Yeah. laughs> At the pump and strike. <laughs> you know, like what you eating, what you drinking, the multivitamin—not what what they um prenatal vitamins. Oh. That, yeah, about like it makes a difference. It really does. And that's what I was explaining to one of my close friends. Um, like two weeks ago, I was like, you know, when you're pregnant, and you know how like. Especially black people be like, well, you must was mad your whole pregnancy because that baby do not smile. That's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you were stressed and on high alert and you had those stress hormones pumping through your body the whole pregnancy and that baby is also getting those stress hormones. You think you're going to have a, a joyous, happy, bouncing baby? Mm-hmm. No, your baby is probably coming out already scared. That's the baby's homeostasis. Yeah, is stress and high alert, anxiety and fear. So no, your baby doesn't doesn't smile and doesn't react the way that baby should react doesn't you know interact with their environment so yeah that's the whole thing hope they work through it either way you know because sometimes you know it'd be like i had seen something on the shade room and i was trying to um i thought i screenshotted it but i didn't and so it was something about what's these people's name Mendeecees and Yandy. What's going on? I, ain't I, heard I about really Yandy don't in remember. a little minute. I ain't never heard about them. Like I know who they are, kind of because I mean, I just kind of do. But it was something. But I mean, I can't really bring it up if I don't know what happened because I didn't take the screenshot. Mm-mm. But mm-hmm. I don't know. So good luck, Yandy. <laughs> and all your people. Uh-huh. Oh, it was something about um, I think now y'all, you know, I don't watch TV, so I don't be know, but I think Mendeecees had like went to jail, and Yandy was out there maybe protesting her. I don't know, but I know she got sprayed. Okay. Or something, and then when they asked Mendeecees, would he have done the same for her? He was like, I don't know. Well, and you know we've talked about this before. <laughs> they people who like you and love you. That, that, like, that's the only thing I can really say to that. I mean... And just generally speaking, men 
seemingly, and this is not true for all men or black men or white men, etc. Seemingly, don't feel they have to do as much for the protection of their queens. They are not protesting. They are not marching. They are not, you know, doing all of these things that we see women or LGBTQ individuals doing for for them. And so we've talked about that before. Yeah. Oh, cool. So he said, I never said I wouldn't have held Yandy down. I felt like I didn't want to say what everyone wanted me to say because it sounds good and salacious. What I meant was you don't know what you'll do until you're in that, uh, into blah. You don't know what you're doing until you're in that situation and they become your circumstances and then you have to figure it out. I believe actions speak louder than words and love conquer all. And if anyone knows me, knows I love my family. I get that. Why you just ain't say that? <laughs> I mean, what you said was totally different from what you said to me. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's not like a big story, but I just was, you know, when I was reading that because the it kind of brought to mind the argument between black women and men of black women go through way more than a black man would. And I'm going to say this. My nose started itching. Because they always say like a man couldn't withstand the hurt that he puts a woman through. Baby, you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. That's not the norm. It's not the norm to withstand being cheated on 45 million times mm-hmm. and then slapped and then all your money gone. Yeah. No, he not going to deal with that. You're not supposed to. And I can't fault a man for not dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Now, do I get what you're saying? Like, they do all of this, but they can't take it. I, I do get that. But well, we shouldn't be able to take it either. Because I can't take it. Let me tell you, my mm-hmm. chest. Literally can't. In. Now, you do. But should you? Should you? And how has it reduced you as mm-hmm. a full and healthy human being? And... That goes right into that place, right along with this, because this was my last little screenshot in the article. It was, um, so, the Married to Medicine star, Dr. Amani Walker, says the strong black woman stereotype is harmful. I see. I didn't have time to read that one, so tell us about it, friend. Okay. So, the <laughs> strong black woman stereotype is harmful. Like yeah, yeah, I um, felt it. Mm-hmm. And our our African American queens feel that being superwoman is an honor when it actually may be a burden. Feeling as if you have to do or you know I can do everything. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's healthy to do everything. And so I get it. I understand what you're saying. What you think? Um, I feel like you have to redefine what a strong black woman is. Mm-hmm. And what... Because what a lot of people associate with strength... I can take on everything. Is I'm finna deal with your bullshit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not. I'm not. And to me, that's what being strong is. 
I'm not really feeling that. I, mm-hmm. I'm going to walk away from that. I can say no. I can set boundaries. Yeah, I'm not going to continuously endure heartache and pain for the sake of being strong. Like, no, call mm-hmm. me what you want. I'm finna dip. You know, that's my favorite thing. Oh, gotta go. And so I think... Ultimately, I think we, as as black women, I think we all want to be strong. Um, but I think when strong has been used to really mean ride or die in mm-hmm. the negative sense of stuff, not like, oh, I'm going to ride with you through the normal things in sickness and in health. No, I'm not going to be doing all this uh, extra excursion, stressing me out, putting weight on my chest, got me anxious and depressed. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Losing my hair. Losing my hair. Losing my breath. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do think that you just, I don't think that the actual term is bad. I think that what people have um, kind of mutilated it into mm-hmm. is what's bad. And uh, you kind of have to reclaim that and figure out what is, what is strength really to you. Mm-hmm. And how do I be that? Not this caricature of what the black woman is supposed to deal with because mm-hmm. people think that the black woman is supposed to bear the weight of the world and you got me fucked up yeah so bing hmm. so right. yeah this week was yeah. kind of mellow as mm-hmm. far as you know stuff going and on and we'll take a mellow week I, sh- yeah, and I, a mellow mushroom pizza and it was buzzing that's why I went for Friends Day Wednesday. Oh, yeah, that is where we went yeah. for Friends Day Wednesday. Mellow it was Mushroom. Good. I mean, it was very it good. It was good. So, yeah. So. All right, well, that's it. Um, oh, no. Okay, okay. So, who needs to mind their business this week? Miss Lee, you go first. So, I went first the first time. Well, you went first on your own. episode. Uh, <laughs> who needs to mind their business um my nail technology i'm just playing Ooh. uh i really don't know look at me like trying to see did i Because I did good with having somebody to mind their business. Mm-hmm. You can't ask too much of me in this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who needs to mind their business to you? I'm going to say Derek Chauvin. He's trying to get another trial. Oh, I saw that. And... Sir... With all due respect, because I like to keep it respectful. No. The yeah. end. All right, well. You did what you did. You've been held accountable for it. Well. You can't say you didn't do it. There's nothing else to discuss. It's just fresh. Go serve your time. Boom. Yep. I like what you did there. I 
still just I don't know. I really did not think about it. I was so caught up on having somebody to mind their business. Yeah, yeah you did good this week. You who know? needs to mind their business? I don't know. Cause maybe everybody was minding their business this week. You know, it was, you ain't got to get on nobody because they were all on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's cool. Yeah. 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 Look, <laughs> I just don't feel like yeah. <laughs> so yeah, y'all. So this week we pretty had a uh, we pretty had. I don't know what's going on with me. I'm I'm having some weird. Mm-hmm. Things going on <laughs> vocabulary and Truth grammatically is, wise. She's tired. Um, this week was kind of mellow, so yeah. As always, like, comment, share. Mm-hmm. Um, email us if you got questions or concerns. Mind your business podcast one at gmail dot com. We love y'all. Yeah, we love you, and we will see you next yeah. week. Bye y'all. Bye. Woo, honey, biscuit. My head feels fat, mm. and I'm just yeah.